Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Chapter 12, Bhakti Yoga. So far in Bhagavad Gita, we have discussed Karma Yoga, we discussed Gnana Yoga. So in the first segment of the Bhagavad Gita, we have learned what Karma Yoga is. We learned how to act in this world without getting bound by our own actions. We know actions are binding, every action has its own reaction, its own reward and punishment. How do I act in this world so I'm not bound by my actions? So we learned in first segment of Bhagavad Gita, saying, Yagnarthat karmano anyatra lokoyam karma bandhanaha. Actions other than those performed in the spirit of yagna are binding to you. Any action I perform with a result in mind is binding. Because the result will come, it may not be exactly as I planned. That's the problem. I know what the result I want. I'm putting my efforts. What I don't have any control is what the actual results would be. So therefore it says that karmani eva dikarahate ma faleshu kadachana. Your right is only to act, never for the fruits of actions. Mark karma fall of hetu bhu. Never act in the in the interest of getting the fruit, but also natu sangha tu akarmani. Don't get attached to inaction. Well, karma is binding. Let's not do. It's not that. So we learned that. That is karma yoga. Giving up the anxiety for the fruits of actions is karma yoga. Then we learned gnana yoga. The rest of the chapters after chapter 6. We learn the nature of the Supreme, the knowledge about the Supreme Reality. One way to achieve that perfection which we are all seeking, we are seeking perfection in reference to my happiness. My happiness incomplete right now, I want complete happiness. But once you one way is to get a Karma Yoga. Act always in the spirit of Karma Yoga and you will be liberated from your actions. Other is to know the reality. What is the reality of myself? Who I am? Right now I consider myself to be this mortal being who was born at one time and will die at another time in between what I call my life. This life is full of sorrows and unhappiness along with some joys. One of our Swamis said, your life is like that echocardiogram Pursuit of happiness, pursuit of little happiness, then pursuit of happiness, little happiness. So how do I get out of this? So there is third path which we have heard of, or Bhakti Yoga. We have learned about Karma Yoga, we learned about Gnana Yoga, now we are coming to Bhakti Yoga. First of all, we need to know what is Bhakti. Arjuna obviously has concluded he knows what Bhakti is, therefore he said, those who are worshipping you with all their mind fixed on you and those who are worshipping the unmanifest, who is better. But for us, we have to first define what bhakti is all about. So bhakti, loosely translated in English, is devotion. Devotion is nothing but love for divine. Love is nothing but identification. 
but we are somewhat at loss the people who are english speaking because love in english language has been downgraded to a level that you can't even recognize what was the original concept of love was all about so if you go back to our acharyas who defined bhakti last time as we have discussed there is an authoritative work in bhakti called narada bhakti sutra there are many other acharyas who have tried to define bhakti in their own way narada bhakti sutra basically enumerates them all and say bhagwan vedavyasa said puja adishu anurag is bhakti great love for doing puja and archana and all that is that's bhakti we have seen in our own families my mother probably your mother my mama first of all he decided that he can work for anybody because they are not going to allow him to do 3 hour puja in the morning so he started his own business he will have about 3 and 1/2 hours of puja in the morning before he can go to work the shop will open about 11 o'clock it will be open probably early because that's what he loved for him that was more important than anything else for us coming here sunday morning more important than going anywhere else other definition we have seen from acharya gar katha adi sonarag listen to the glory of the lord so when i was a little child my mother used to take me to dongre maharaj katha hmm? it was so enchanting because dongre maharaj even while giving katha describing the krishna charitra he himself is crying he himself go immersed into the krishna leela that he himself starts crying and it will make the entire crowd completely engrossed in that krishna leela is it those who crave for listening to the lord's leela is it that's bhakti acharya garg said that then there is another bhakti sutra shandilya bhakti sutra shandilya said the atmarati hi avirodhena iti the attachment to the supreme which is not opposed to my attachment to my own self that which makes me rooted into my own self and love the supreme meaning that i identify myself and himself as the one self that's bhakti and narad muni combined all these definitions and gave his own definition tad arpita akhila acharata offering all actions to him is bhakti everything i do secular and sacred i offer all to him as swamiji told meena on his last day meena said by swami we have two lives we can really reconcile it so why do you have two lives just a one whatever you do is part of your life just a one life so banarad ji said everything you do akhila acharata offer everything to him sarva krishnarpanam that is bhakti tad vismaye parama vyakulata that gives me joy to be constantly identifying with him but when i think that i have forgotten because i got busy in doing something i forgot he said that makes me really upset parama vyakulata that is bhakti that is the nature of love we do the same thing where somebody we love will come back and say so did you miss me I never missed you because I never forgot you. Or Medha, when every time he comes up, Dada, did you miss me? Because that is the very nature of love, is to become very restless when you are forgetting the person you love. So, Narad Ji said, Tad Vishmi Parav Vyakulada, that is Bhakti. And so, what is the nature of Bhakti? Satu Asmin Parama Prema Rupa. The very nature of Bhakti is love divine, supreme love divine. 
is bhakti. Amrit rupacha, it is also of the nature of nectar. It's sweet like nectar and gives you mortality. So that is bhakti. That bhakti, if I develop, then I will be liberated. And then obviously there will be arguments about which path is better. Yes, Arjuna asked the very first question. Very first question is, those who are devoted to you as Krishna, and then those who are devoted to the unmanifest, who is better? Our normal question is different. Our normal question is, what is better, Karma Yoga, Gnani Yoga, or Bhakti Yoga? So Narada Muni even answers that. He said that Bhakti is greater than everything else. You know why? The Bhakti is the Falarupa of all the other paths. Bhakti is the fruit of Karma Yoga, Gnana Yoga, and even the Yoga, which is in a traditional sense we call various practices. Culmination of all this is Bhakti. Some Acharya says Bhakti is dependent on Gnana. Bhakti is not possible without knowledge. Bhakti is only possible when I know the object of my devotion. I cannot fall in love with someone who I never met, never heard about or never described to me before. I can only fall in love with someone whom I come across and identify. And Swami used to say, you fall in love and you rise in devotion. Because love, when we fall in love, there is an expectation. If the love is not reciprocated, I'm falling. So it will destroy you. If you are not careful, that love can destroy you. If it is not reciprocated. Because there is an expectation in it. But devotion you rise. More you get devoted, more you rise in your self-evolution. Because the very nature of bhakti is without an expectation. No kama rup. There is no expectation in bhakti. Bhakti is not that Bhagavan, I will do a puja and make sure that I make a million dollars. No, that is not bhakti. That is artharthi. Bhakti is also not that I am in trouble, that's why I am coming to you, Bhagavan. That artha. Bhakti is that just very attachment to my God gives me that happiness. So it's Amruta Rupat, giving you the sweetness of nectar. That's bhakti. Here the chapter started with Arjuna's question saying, which one is better? One who is devoting all his devotion to you as a manifest God, as a personal God, or the one who is devoting his devotion to the unmanifest God. Because we are the students of Vedanta. Vedanta said that he is inexplicable, undefinable, he is all-pervading. He said, which one is better? And Bhagavan said, in my opinion, having your mind fixed on me, Endowed with supreme faith. You have to have complete faith. Then only you can have that bhakti. Other one is also possible, Bhagavan said. If you are devoting yourself to the unmanifest God, then samyat indriya gramam, controlling all your senses, constantly working for the greater good. He said, that will also get you there. However, he said, kleshaha abhiktaraha tesham avyakta sakta chetasa but those who are attached to the unmanifest God for them there is adhika klesha in Gujarati 
आई यूज टू हियर माई मदर से वो भाई भाई क्लेश ना करना यार आखो देना क्लेश में ककड़ाट नहीं ना भाई ककड़ाट ना करना यार डिफिकल्टी एजिटेशन मोर फॉर दोज हुर अटैच टू दी अनमेनिफेस्ट ट्राइंग टू फॉर्मुलेट ए पिक्चर इन माई माइंड ऑफ दैट विच इज नो फॉर्म नो शेप नो कलर नो नेम हाउ सक्सेसफुल कैन आई बी नील इमेज इन नथिंग आई कैन इमेज इन समथिंग यू कैन से इमेज इन दिस इमेज इन दैट इमेज इन अ स्क्वेर इमेज इन अ रेक्टेंगल फर्स्ट ट्रेनिंग इन आर्किटेक्चर इज टू ट्रेन योर माइंड टू स्टार्ट सींग थिंग्स इन थ्री डिमेंशन एंड देन टेक द थ्री डिमेंशन एंड कन्वर्ट इन टू डिमेंशन बिकॉज वी हैव टू ड्रॉ इन टू डिमेंशन नाव इट हेज ट्रेन वी ड्रॉ इन थ्री डिमेंशन बट इन अवर डेज ओनली वे वॉज टू ड्रॉ इन टू डिमेंशन so you to imagine in three dimension and then translate into two dimensions that's a training so now if somebody says okay imagine a cube i say okay i got it so now imagine that cube sliced into half and see what do you see say, i see that is that plane then now next thing is imagine nothing not possible i'll imagine something therefore bhagwan ji klesa adhik tarah tesham avyakta sakta chetasam whose mind is attached to unmanifest For them, there is greater troubles. So he didn't say the other part is no trouble. He said, "Less adik taraha, more difficulties. Even the path of personal God is fraught with difficulties. Your mind will wander away. You will start doubting. All these difficulties are there in bhakti mar. I am completely devoted, but things are not going right in my life. So, Bhagwan, what are you doing? You must be sleeping at the wheel." because your bhakta is suffering and you are not worried at all so there are klesha even devotion to personal god but klesha adhiktaraha avyakta sakta chetasa for those it is more difficult avyakta hi gati hi dukham deha vadbi avapyate for those who are attached to the body deha vadbi who identifies with this body with all of us none of us can say i don't have any attachment to my body those who are attached to the bodies for them to attach themselves to unmanifest is very difficult we are attached to form my form your form her form its form form creates our world our world is created by these names and forms you take all the names and forms away from my world neither i exist nor world exist so for those who are dehi who are embodied ones or attached to the bodies for them it is very difficult but once again you can take it to a level and say those who are very attached to the clinging attachment to the bodies in other words my life is filled with pursuit of sensual pleasures if that's my goal then obviously it is very difficult for me to attach my mind to the unmanifest god but i can divert my desire for all these sensual pleasures into god's devotion as i said i used to sing all these film songs and i used to ask swami deeranand swami you should come because we were so close to swami ji that i used to feel that swami ji should also enjoy our music parties he comes to bhajans he should also come to my music parties so he can enjoy music is a nilkan ji convert all your film songs into bhajans then i can enjoy it so that's how hotho se chulo tum became gurudev mere data became ram tera naam bada pyara mujhko lage pyare so i can take the same desire to enjoy pleasures in this life 
and divert it toward the God's devotion. Every musician, no matter what faith he is coming from, he learns all the bandhas in Krishna Bhakti. All the great singers, who have, they have done all the Krishna Bhakti songs because our culture has directed all those natural human desires into God devotion. So that's a way of bhakti. Therefore, etu sarvani karmani mai sanyasimat paraha. Therefore, you divert all your actions to me. You have vasana to sing, sing bhajats. Okay. You have vasana to dance, devote to Krishna, devote to other goddesses. All your actions, sarvani karmani mai sanyasimat paraha. Offer them to me and make me as your goal. Everything as you do, think about me as the goal. Ananya na eva yogena maam dhyayante upasate. Worship me, I as the only goal, without any other. Right now I have a goal, I want to be happy. How do you want to be happy? I want to have enough bank balance, so I don't have to worry about my retirement. And then it goes on and on and on. I also want the respect in the society. I also want my children to be doing well. My happiness is dependent on all other things when I check off. You know, then only I'm happy. One box is empty, I'm done. You know, I'm not happy. Nine out of ten have checked and said, done, done, done. But one is left. I'm unhappy. My car is working perfectly fine except the brake doesn't work. Is it perfectly fine? No, it is not. So Bhagavan said, leave all that aside. Just make happiness your goal. Make me as your goal. So, ananyena eva yogena maam dhyayanta upasate. You worship me as the only goal. And if you do that, here is my promise to you. Tesam aham samudharta mrityasansara sagarat. For those who devote themselves to me, with all their mind fixed on me, with that supreme faith, that that's where my happiness is. That's where I want to be. Tesam aham samudharta. I'll become savior to them. Of Mrityu Sansara Sagarat. This ocean of Sansar, which is Mrityu Sansara. There is the mortality, is every minute, every second, Every moment, anything which is created will die. The very signature of our world is death. Something is created will be destroyed. So the destruction of things which is created is the very signature of our world. Therefore, it's called Mrityu Sansar. This Sansar, my world is constantly in flux, constantly changing. What was there yesterday is not there today. So it's constantly changing. These changes create both joys and sorrows. Most of the times I I don't pay attention to joys because I take them for granted. Well, people are respecting so I deserve it. It's only when somebody insults me, then I realize that there's something not right here. So therefore Bhagavan said, I will become a savior for you from this mrityu sansar. Our world is called Mrityu Loka, the mortal world. I'll save you from that. Because your mind will be attached to mortality, you will not notice this 
mortal happenings in this world. Bhavami na achirat partha maya aveshit chetasa. In no time, your mind will become completely immersed into me. And therefore, thou shall get the liberation that you are seeking from this world of sorrows and dukkha. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om